Good evening, dancing fools, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friends Institute. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Tonight, we're continuing Kit's Dance Like No One's Watching Triple Feature with 2000's Billy Elliot, directed by Stephen Daldry and starring Jamie Bell and Julie Walters. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great. Good. I can't speak for Kit, but I am doing really good. I do want to say, I didn't say... That's not that's Mike's ascribed this name to this triple. It is actually more specific in that in that all the movies are about ballet, not dancing in particular. But I mean, you always use that quote, like live like <laughs> nobody's watching or whatever. Dance yeah. like no one's watching. Yeah, laugh. live like no one's watching. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I live. Die like no one's watching. Do you think it's yeah. weird that she says that, but then always asks us to watch her dance? Yeah. There's a lot it, of weird things about Kit, though. Isn't so, it also weird that there's never any music playing? Yeah, that is. That's to me weirder. That stuck stuck out more. Stuck out very more. uncomfortable. Yeah. And if you try to look away, she says, "No, watch me." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's an odd duck. Many hours just watching and she, her. And for some twirl. reason, she she always turns up the heat to like ninety. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't. I don't know. There's a lot there's to unpack there. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Kit has just finished the film. She is in shambles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you feel like, Kit. Well, and I mean, there are still, it is <laughs> tear central over here. Um, the problem with this movie is that it combines, <laughs> so like, if I listen to Swan Lake, I'll cry. What the probably the hardest I've ever cried in my life is watching Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake, which is what is being danced at the end of this movie. And this takes that and combines it with a dad crying out of love for his son. Like the one Several of the times. ultimate dad the one of the ultimate dads of film. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to give the boy a chance. I need to like, <laughs> like what needs to ha- what needed to happen is like I finish the movie and then I go to sleep for a while. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like have to sit in the dark for a while. Like I had to like get myself together to like not be sobbing like while we t- <laughs> talk through this. Uh, um, it's okay to sob on a podcast. It makes it interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. I also. I watch the ending like all the time, um, but I haven't watched the whole movie in a while hmm. for these reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's great. <clears throat> cool. So you had seen the film before. I guess that's typically <laughs> how we start off. Yes. Um, um, I. Times. It's weird. This, this came up uh, in the movie quiz this week, which is not something that we choose to broadcast uh but i said that i'd seen a superstar at a basketball tournament i also saw this movie for the first time at a basketball tournament my dad was not there for some reason probably had to work or something and so it was just me and mom and sid in a hotel room and my mom always wanted to get movies in those situations so like we went down to the lobby to like see what they had or i think and 
Billy. They had Billy Elliot. So, How old were you? Well, probably like thirteen, because if it was out on, it came out in two thousand. It was out on, you know, yeah. available to rent or whatever. Um. So yeah, like thirteen years old, and I remember this was back. So there was a long time in my life where I would not allow myself to cry. Like if I felt like I had to cry, I would choke it down. Now I'll like cry anywhere. I don't care. Dear God, um, that's wildly unhealthy, Kit. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember sitting there watching this movie and my mom was loving it. I don't know how Sydney felt. And just being like, you can't, don't, like just gritting my teeth, like don't cry, you can't cry. Like, which was virtually impossible. Um, but that was how great I was at uh, repression in those days that I, I managed it. But yeah, I watched it and I was like, that's like the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, it was great. Um, I and mean, I've watched it a couple of times since then, but not, not, like I said, not the whole movie for a while. Yeah. And I think because of that, um, I've been obsessed with Jamie Bell's career since that point too. And like constantly frustrated by <laughs> yeah. the directions it has taken because I still believe he's one of our greatest living actors. Occasionally, uh, occasionally he reminds us yeah. of that. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not too terrible. Yeah, it just could be a lot this. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, had looked, you guys seen it? I had not. Um, I remember. So I remember uh, Billy Elliot Mania in two thousand. Yeah, this mm-hmm. movie cost three million dollars and made one hundred and three million dollars wow. internationally. That's so. great. That's good. Big That's hit. a good good investment. Yeah, it was a big hit. I remember um I remember watching it on pay-per-view. My grandparents used to pirate uh Direct TV. So we would get all the Direct TV like uh new releases for free. And then I watched it. So to me, I associate this movie with like middle-aged to old ladies. Not in a negative way, but just because my grandma loved this movie. Um, R.I.P. Grandma. Um, and then I saw it. I watched it again when I was in film school. And I remember every time I watch it, it's like I, you know, it's like I I gain a decade of just, mm-hmm. wis- you know, I every decade yeah. I gain five years of wisdom. Um, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Um <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, I think I just gained like new understanding and I like it a little bit more. I mean, I, I knew it was good when I was whatever, 12 or whatever. Um, like it is, it is engaging. I was reading, um, uh, Roger Ebert's review of it earlier and he gets to the end and he's just like, you know, it's a shame that it's R rated because this movie is like really, really perfect for, you know, the ages of Mm -hmm. like 12 to 14, like. Um, it's like the, the MPAA should, you know, get their shit together or the yeah. director should have changed the word fuck for something else. But, um, yeah, I think it really is a good movie for kids to see. Mm-hmm. It also, I mean, it got a lot of people into dance. Like when there was a revival, I think of Matthew Bourne's, uh, Swan Lake, they interviewed mm-hmm. all the dancers who were in it and like, you know, 60% of them had gotten interested in ballet by watching Billy Elliot. I mean, that's how I got into dance. Not professionally, but just, like, for myself. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I guess I already liked my sister and I were already obsessed with like figure skating and and I really liked we both really liked the Nutcracker and stuff. Um, but I, I, I mean, definitely, I think this movie is like evidence of like, and like a milestone in loving dance, you know, um, mm-hmm. and realizing like, oh, this is something that like, I'm really interested in, even though weirdly, it's one of the few activities that like my parents never really had me try. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I never have done any dance, but um, well, you I are a dancer, it. no question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm serious. What do you mean? <laughs> you are always ready to dance. We, I do love to dance. Yeah, you and I have danced many, many yes. times. So that yes. makes you a dancer. Okay, I don't dance. That's nice. Yeah, I know you don't, Mike dude. It makes dance. you super, super fun at weddings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, that's one thing I thought about watching this movie. I've just never, like we talked about this a little bit with Red Shoes. I've never understood ballet as an art. Uh, but this movie, while it is about ballet, it's also about maybe dance a little more broadly. Mm -hmm. And I can appreciate dance a little. I, I guess I wish I understood it more, felt it more. But I just don't have anything in me. Like, I'll move around and I'll be, like, silly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, dancing for more than a minute at a time, like, really dancing, really getting into a song and just losing yourself or anything like that, I've never done that. I've never felt that. Um, but it's interesting to watch something like this uh, because there's so much else to relate to in the movie. Mm-hmm. And you can still get really into this. It's kind of like sports. I've never been... I've played sports. I've never been good at sports. I've never been, I haven't been interested in sports ever since I was pretty little. Um, But I can get into a sports movie. And so that's, which I guess ballet's, it's athletic. It's a, I think filtered through, I mean, because it's filtered through movies. Like that helps you relate to it. Yeah, the story. It's, it's a storytelling thing and you can get into anything that way. So that's cool. That's something that's cool. I think, I mean, I don't think anything gets me because like I can sit there and listen to, swan lake and and cry but and that's great and half the reason that i go to the ballet is is to just hear the music played by an orchestra for sure um mm-hmm. but when it's accompanied by dance like it's just it's weird it's like such a i haven't really super analyzed it but like i like if i turned on like michael Jans- jackson dancing right now like that w- that would make me cry and I mean, he's like a monster. <laughs> but, but, but watching he was him... actually exonerated this week. There was uh, they threw out the case or whatever. So. Oh yeah, the um, Finding Neverland stuff. Yeah, they they said both of them. Oh wow. Wait, are you being case. serious? Yeah. Oh okay. But like watching, like just watching the combination of music and people moving to it, particularly like very talented people, is just like nothing. Yeah. Gets me more than that. Yeah, and Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson is a good example because I've definitely just watched him either in music videos or like in a concert performance like on YouTube or something. And it is it's just crazy to see people do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I just I guess in a personal way, I just don't feel it. But it is great mm-hmm. to watch people do it. And, you know, it's like it's like watching people do amazing sports accomplishments or I enjoy watching the Olympics because it's kind of like the best of the best. Yeah. And it's just that kind of stuff. Do you like but, like 
watching Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, or yeah, but not for guys. extended periods. So like, like yeah. I'll watch like a number, but then I haven't watched like you know what like Top Hat or Swing Time. I haven't really watched any. I haven't watched very many musicals in full that just very heavily feature dance. I also don't watch a lot of musicals. I just um, think like the ability. It's maybe because it's so far from something I can do. It's like holy shit to just be able to yeah. do that. And I also like really admire like I used to love So You Think You Can Dance. I loved that show. And oh yeah, that they were always putting th- things in routines that very had a very high chance of failure. Like they're gonna go on like live television and do this crazy dance routine and they're purposely putting things in it that they almost can't do it reminded me of like i was watching (laughs) last night i couldn't sleep and i was watching um a lot of celine dion (laughs) videos and how she you know she's kind of there was that clip that went viral of her doing um all by myself and like that note in there i watched that too huh i watched that too it's it's (laughs) Isn't it amazing? That's a great, yeah, it was a great video. I didn't understand, like, mo- did you watch the video essay? Yes, the Adam okay. Neely one. Yeah, I didn't understand, yeah. like, 90% of it, but I, it was a cool video. I think the, um, but that note in there is, like, especially, it's a part of, obviously, like, her breaking down is, like, the reason that that clip got famous, but my favorite part of it is right before she does the note, the look on her face so clearly says, I don't know <laughs> if this is going to happen. It, and it's just amazing to be like that great at something like she's like the greatest. And she does it every night. Like that was her Vegas show. She does it all the time. And every time she's like, might not happen. Like, you know, yeah. like it's so hard, even for someone so great that it might not happen. And like, I love that. I mean, I think that's true of ballet, too, and any any like a lot of, you know, dance performances that are exciting in any ways. Like there's stuff in them that like could go wrong as much as this has been rehearsed, as much as these people have like dedicated their lives to this. They still put things in there that like somehow it's capable to tell the difference of with, between like, oh, they're on fucking fire or like, oh, they're str-. like, I don't know. It's still able you can have like a, there's these little sublime like nuances mm-hmm. um, that are so cool. Because, like, I've seen Celine Dion sing that part when it's, like, it's amazing every time. But I've seen her do it where I'm, like, oh, that wasn't as good. Like, that was good, but it wasn't as, like... Or I was watch- I was also watching, like, Pavarotti uh, do uh, Nessun Dorma and seeing, like, oh, what's... Like, this performance is better than this other one. And even f- feeling like you can see him realize that is so crazy. Anyway, we're getting off the topic. But I love dance is my point. <laughs> I also love dance. I love to dance. I dance every day. Yes. Um, I think I'm a very good dancer. Yes. Um, uh, I like ballet a lot. Uh, I don't totally you understand You would have been a great it. ballet dancer. Thank you, Kit. I, I agree. I think I would have been great. Um, too late now, but, you know, maybe in yeah. my next life. How I do like ballet. I think there's stuff about it that kind of freaks me out, like just the stuff surrounding it. And then there are literal, there are actual movements where you're seeing like these just like starved bodies, like contort themselves in ways that make me uncomfortable. They look like a, a Guillermo del Toro monster or something, (laughs) but um, 
yeah, I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think dance is is wonderful. I remember like when dubstep first came out, uh, and I remember watching dubstep videos with your sister at your house, just like. Look how weird this looks. It looks like they're going in slow motion. So it's cool to see, you know, like with any art, you know, there's an evolution to it and new things are still happening. Um, and I think it's really cool that people are still figuring out weird shit to do with their bodies. That's that's the most amazing thing about it is that we're thousands and thousands of years into a history of like dance. Mm-hmm. And you can still just with only this, like only your body make stuff that's like crazy or nobody's seen before or like impresses people like that's so cool or like I find it shocking when like I can watch something and be like I know who choreographed that like how can you to have a recognizable style of movement it's like that's so wild Mm -hmm. um it's really cool well so uh let's see here so talk about them I took four notes wow I know I didn't really take a lot of notes either Wow, I took more notes. I took not very many notes, but I took more notes than both of you combined, <laughs> maybe. I took four, so yeah. Yep, I definitely took more than you combined. If, if you All right, well, eight. I guess I'll cool. run this sucker. Yeah, yeah, please do. Let's do it, baby. Um, what do I have to say? Uh, well, we can start with just the way the movie looks. I mm-hmm. love the mise-en-scene in this movie. I think it is. it, it has that... It's usually indie movies are able to achieve this, but this feels there are definitely like movies where you feel like, oh, they just brought the camera in. Mm-hmm. This doesn't quite feel like that mm-hmm. because mostly it's that wallpaper in that house. It's yeah. like every wall of that house has wallpaper on it and it's all beautiful and it all kind of has something to do with character. Um, you know, that that stuff in the, the wallpaper in his room. um in the opening kind of montage where you see him dancing by himself, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, he's wearing, you know, a yellow shirt and it's very bright. And then he's got Mm -hmm. this wallpaper that's kind of matching that. It's also very bright. He's happy. So, I mean, there's stuff like that, that I think is just, it's just very subtle and very nuanced. Um, But just like looking like that, those opening moments of like him, uh, you know, making his way through the house. I think he's like cooking something or making something. And it's just like, the space looks so good. Um, it reminds me of like something like uh, like Raising Victor Vargas or something else like that. Um, but yeah, through and through, I love the way this movie looks. Um, it it doesn't feel it just doesn't feel like like this this the 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 cinematics of it are not overt, I guess, and mm-hmm. yet and yet I feel there are moments of this that are like i mean it feels like i'm staring it feels like i'm staring at the face of god because it's just pure it's pure cinema i mean there are moments in this movie that the moment and i'm (laughs) i'm feeling i'm gonna cry uh the moment where he he just he he strengthens his resolve and dances for his dad and then his dad just the look on his dad's face before he turns away that's like Mm -hmm. that's that's the camera pointed into the heavens in 2001 or something like that yeah. for me. Um, that's, that's so that's, that's pure bliss. Um, and, and the, 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 of course the, the last, the last, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did this a lot last night. It was really hard. Uh, I texted you before we, I started yeah. the movie and I was like, I wonder how many times I'm going to tear up. And truly like, 
and equally because of the filmmaking and because of the the story. I mean, there's so this movie is deeply emotional from beginning to end, and I would say almost a hundred percent of it is is so well earned. Um, mm-hmm. But that that reaction shot at the end from his dad is I like, know. I mean, it's it's everything. It's the entire yeah. fucking movie. It's just, yeah. It, it, I mean, and, and the, what the pressure? I mean, I want to know how many takes did you do? Did he nail it on the first try? It's the most important thing in the movie, and it's I know. like it's like less than a breath long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it, so short. It, it reminded me um, of the the best shot in uh, the recent adaptation of a star is born with uh sam elliott just like backing out of a driveway and do you mm-hmm. remember that shot oh, yeah. he yeah. just he just throw he throws his he- his brother just says something to him and walks away and he just throws his he- head over his shoulder to back up his truck and he's got this look on his face and it's just like mm-hmm. oh my god oscar right there yeah that's your movie yeah anyway <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um i think the thing about the house too so yeah i totally agree that it doesn't feel like we're doing this like there are moments in the movie that are borderline fantasy. Like some of the times when he's dancing where yes. I'm a little bit like, is this happening or is this what's in his head? And then like you mentioned that wallpaper. And I think the other thing about it is like it's both the wallpaper in his room and it's also like the background of the titles where it seems to like go on forever. Like there's no ceiling um, in a way to the wallpaper. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I love those little touches and like the way that they use the architecture, there's a willingness. I think they shoot what is, you know, ostensibly not a great situation and a place that everyone's basically by the end trying to help him escape, but they shoot it beautifully. Like it looks absolutely those houses look gorgeous and all the levels that they have and the fact that it's on that hill and the number of times you see someone like cresting a hill in this in this movie um the payoff of his dad like walking you know (laughs) up the hill is so is so great um but the movie nails i think you're kind of touching on this but i think the movie nails both the adult and the child's perspective mm -hmm. like Kind of like in The Witch, you know, it's like he's, you know, a child is 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 living both kind of in a fairy tale, but also yes. in reality. And in this in this space, there's like there's kind of like more distance between those two things, you know, like he's his, you know, Billy Elliot's reality f- kind of fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 his sort of like fantasy that is kind of keeping him alive. And. I think they also connect those things. I love like the moment where his dad goes to Julie Walter's house and the same dog barks at him and he like gets, you remember like when, when Billy is first coming this dog to her house and like, which is in a much nicer neighborhood, a dog barks at him and he kind of like darts out into the street (laughs) to like be farther from the dog. And then his dad does the exact same thing when he's going, I love the thing that I love about the opening scene so, like, the, first of all, there's the opening shot of him putting on the record. And I swear to God, from just his hand, I'm like, this guy's a great actor. <laughs> like, the way he acts starting the music and then, like, reacting to it, like, like you can see in that moment, like, this isn't his record, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, 
the moment the moment for me where I was like where I was thinking about his acting, uh, like just it, I just became aware of it is when he walks up to his Michael's house and he mm -hmm. knocks on the door and then like takes a step back down the steps and just starts like wiggling the handrail. And it was just like the, the most child. It's like a such a a kid thing to do. And it's like, did Stephen Daldry give that note, or is I know. Jamie Bell just playing around, or the is this kid, in the script? The kid physicality in this movie is incredible because it's also in that opening scene when he's making breakfast and when he's like opening things with his face. There were so many things, or when he's just like swinging the door open and shut, like, mm -hmm. like that has to be direction because they're shooting it you know, to re to reveal the friend and then cover the, fr but it's so, it made me think like, oh yeah, I used to do that shit. Like that's how I would entertain myself. Or even in his dance routine, when he's just like moving his hands up and down the railing, I'm like, yeah, this is how I entertained myself, <laughs> you know, when I right. was just like wandering around. It's so incredible. It's Amazing to capture it. And I do wonder. They auditioned like 3,000 kids for this. And boy, did they pick the right fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't, it's it's hard for me to kind of get my head around in some ways. Because, I mean, like, I'm I'm thinking about this stuff because I just watched this movie. Yes. But I cannot, I cannot imagine if somebody said to me, like, describe being a kid or like describe like the, the you know, I could never get this granular. Mm -hmm. Mike could. Yeah. <sighs> I think you could, really. I think you would be the kind of person who could come up with those kind of specifics. Um, or I, like he should be messing around with this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I do feel like I remember my childhood like very vividly compared to the last 15 years. <laughs> like adulthood is much more of a blur. And then, but yeah, like, it's like, I remember being eight. I remember certain afternoons, like, very clearly. Well, and just... you do, you do do a lot of heroin. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's not <laughs> supposed to mess with your memory, is it? I can't yeah. remember. I'm just saying, you said the, the last 15 years of your life have been a blur, and I'm telling yeah, you why. It's true. A lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty wild guy. <laughs> as our listeners will know. I just, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how you could, te I mean, uh, Jamie Bell had had dance training since the age of six, hmm. and he was like 11, 12, 13, I think, when they were making this movie. 11, I think. Wow. Um, I think 11. But maybe I don't a little think bit older. He, his character could... is definitely like 11. I wondered if maybe he was a little older than the character. Yeah. But I, yeah, I didn't look him up. I don't know how you coach a kid to move that weird. Like, I don't know how, how can you make some, I don't think you can teach someone to be that weird like he when he's moving and the faces he's making and it really does it, it's just it's it's very magical how much this feels like there was so much control exercised and then in his performance how much it feels like they just basically turned camera on and were like, Go I mean be a kid I get it because like that that's that's my body he's in uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I remember being like a young kid and I remember just like he's obviously, you know, extremely he's actually extremely coordinated. But yeah, he moves mm -hmm. in a very goofy way. I was like that, but in but in an uncoordinated way. Right. So people used to, you know, like I remember my my parents around the age of like mm, nine or ten and my grandparents, my grandpa was a doctor. And I remember they would be like, we have to 
teach you how to walk again. Like we have to start over. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because yeah, dude, they would just they would just watch me walk, and I would just be like a baby deer, just like tripping over my. <laughs> I mean, just like total insanity. I've huh. seen like home videos of me walking from like the ages of like you know eight to to ten or eleven, and it's like, what is wrong with that person? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this explain walking guy? <laughs> <laughs> nothing can nothing can explain uh walking okay. guy. Yeah. Um I did uh, that what you guys are talking about. That was something that did stick out to me in this. I think I thought of it more just the film kind of it's not a hyper realistic film, but the realism that is in the film was something that really stood out to me. And Jamie Bell's performance is a huge part of that. And, mm-hmm. um, but on top of that, I thought that beyond just like the, the, the kid quirks, it's like, you know, so there's the big dance kind of showdown. I don't know with his dad. Uh, but there's also just like lots of little like facial tics or gestures yes. or things when he's interacting with the other kids and it is kind of like, I guess I meant to look him up. I just didn't think to. But I was just like, like you said, like, how do you get a kid to do that? How, you know, uh, those aren't things that I think most kids kids would observe in other children. So then how do you right. get them to recreate that in a performance? And is he just naturally that way? Or yeah, but or do you, maybe you just yeah. hang out with them enough to where, yeah, you know, I, to, I don't know. I feel like, you know, when they're writing this movie, there had to be a child nearby. <laughs> yeah. They had like a, a little like, you know how they bring in police to be like the expert for like CSI. Right. They just had like a little team of children. It's like, how would you play this? That's right. <laughs> I really like how the movie deals with his with his dance talent and with sort of with the dance world in general, because not that I'm like super familiar, but I feel like the cliche of this movie is that when he goes to his audition and if you want to show him nailing it, then you would show him being very, his dance would be like poised and perfect and what they'd be looking for. Like, like that the triumph of this movie would be him like overcoming his like scrappiness and his like pugnacious attitude and Mm -hmm. like putting together this like incredibly elegant performance, you know, through like a training montage. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like there's little indicate. Like I remember, like in the beginning, when he goes and he just wants to dance with the little girls, and he's dancing, and it's like there's not, there doesn't appear to be anything special. But then when the camera, when the camera goes down his leg to his foot, and even I am like looking at how his foot is pointed, and I was like, holy shit, that boy can point his fucking toes, and that's like, and that's all it is. Like that's all she sees. Like <laughs> at first, is like, oh, good extension, you know, <laughs> like. And when he and then I think it's still it's like when he auditions for the for the school. It's not I mean, it's crazy. Like he it's not like some put together Mm -mm. real routine, but there are you totally see like I think even I personally think at least I as someone like unfamiliar with like dance technique the movie does a good job of showing you why he would be special, but not in the way that a movie typically would do that. I think absolutely, yeah. he's special because of his weirdness and uniqueness and certain, and, and honestly, his biology, like, right. Certain like technical things that he, yeah, exactly. 
and yeah, being a boy and all, all that stuff that makes you special in ballet. Um, That's right. But yeah, he's, he's a <laughs> he's a real um, he's a real weirdo. And instead of make instead of like ironing him out and they I love like that whole scene of just his dad, like wandering around the school waiting. Yeah, like they just they do a really I think this movie does a good job. I think there are probably reviewers who would disagree with this and like maybe this movie isn't socialist enough for like to be considered part of like the like British social realism, you know, kind of genre that was sort of alive and kicking in the 90s. Um, but it with maybe it toes up to the line a couple of times, but it it, it doesn't feel like poverty porn to me. No. And and it doesn't feel like a traditional sports movie to me. Like the the idea of going to this audition comes up in like the first 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't a lot of milestones, you yeah. know, <laughs> in the movie. It's like it's sort of meandering in a way that feels like real life. Like I think a year just casually passes where he's not even really doing that much dancing because he's Mm -hmm. not in lessons anymore. He didn't go to the audition. Um, And I, and I, I love the idea that when he dances for his dad and his dad realizes, I love when his dad says he could be some kind of fucking genius for all. we know, And it's like, they don't know, but they, but they recognize enough to be like, well, he's certainly strange. <laughs> you know? There's there's something there's something about that moment that just speaks to like a you know, humanity's kind of collective consciousness to me that is so beautiful that, you know, this minor do this minor uh that is a coal miner, not a child. Um <laughs> you know, he you know, he thinks uh Ballet is for girls, and mm-hmm. any boy, you know, any boy that's gonna dance is gonna be uh, a homosexual, and mm-hmm. like that's a that's a thing that is throughout the entire movie. But he understands on a on a deep level when he finally mm-hmm. sees Billy dance, he understands uh, enough to to yeah. wonder, is this kid a genius? Yeah, I mean that's that's beautiful. Yes, without knowing anything God damn it. about ballet or anything, he, yeah, and and other people, I think do too. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, that it is very beautiful. I think that's why it's so moving that the film doesn't give us, doesn't really give us an easy way of recognizing, oh, he's some great talent. Because really, the only thing that matters is that he loves to do it, whether he's great at it right. or not. It's what he loves to do. It's how he is surviving and thriving in these circumstances. Therefore, he, sh- you know, we should want to see him do it, whether he's the next, you know, genius or not. Um, and I think the movie does a good job of making you feel that. And I mean, and I like how they portray the ballet people too. Where the ballet people are and in in a lesser movie they'd be some cliche of like hoity-toity and there's a mm-hmm. you know there's some of that, but it's like no, they are also artists and they really care about this form and it does matter to them how he feels when he's dancing and why he likes to do it. Almost mm-hmm. more than the fact, you know, of his raw talent. 
Um, Absolutely. I or mean, at least it's equally important. There is a sense that like when he first starts dancing, that they're kind of like talking to each other. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, you could perceive that as like, yeah. oh, look, a prodigy, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, I don't know. I love that whole audition scene. I love it so much. Um, because yeah, it, it's, it's like you said, it, it doesn't, it doesn't direct you in any specific way. Um, like in terms of like how things are going to end up and, um, yeah, I feel like there's still, I think, I think a lot of times movies like this, um, they, they kind of remove some of the agency from the characters in some way, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's like their talent is the only thing that matters. You know, there are movies where like characters are, are just, they're constantly self-sabotaging and terrible, but because they're talented at something, they're, you know, kind of allowed a pass. Mm-hmm. And I love, yeah, one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he, you know, hits that kid. And in the next scene, they're like, yo, if you want to go to this school, yeah, uh, you can't do shit like that. You have to, yeah. be a, you know, you have to be a decent person. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, and that's what he is. I also think the beginning of the movie does a good job of establishing, without going into cliche, that, you know, this is this is a Lee type of boy. This is a sensitive, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sweet, weird, curious, not good at sports. You know, I like all those subtle indications that like he and his friend can't keep up with the other runners in the class. Like he's not good at boxing, even though he's. Oh, my he gosh. Is. The boxing scene is <laughs> amazing. That's yeah. so amazing. Or he's just trying to dance. But also like he's also like kind of it's it's he's like using the one thing that he likes doing in order to. Mm-hmm pretend like he to put on a show to make it seem like because it definitely feels like a child using dance to put on a show for his dad um based on like movies he's seen with boxing in them right you know that's like like when 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 Sydney and i used to like watch figure skating we would do the figure skating and like obviously we weren't doing it but like that's what it (laughs) reminds me of is like you know you're it was, and we were doing it in front of our parents, but like also for ourselves. Like I felt like I was doing what they were doing, and it's almost like maybe he really does think he's good at boxing <laughs> because in his like dance fantasy version of bo- boxing, like he's doing great. Yep. <laughs> Did you like the movie, Mike? You haven't said a damn word, dude. Well, no, no I'm he just, has. I'm I just can't, I can. I feel a like, yeah, it was okay. Coming on. No, like, I could see, I think part of it was last night when I watched it, I wasn't fully in the mood for this style of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't quite feeling like how good it was. Uh, but I could see like, I think I would have, that's kind of the thing. I didn't see this in 2000. So I didn't mm-hmm. see this when I would have been closer to the age or anything like that. I saw it now. And like, part of what was interfering with me just really getting into it was that it felt like, so like this movie is the skeleton of Kess with, I, yeah, with, you know, a dance story on top of it, which is totally fine, but What's it's that? like, I, I don't love, know what that is. Uh, Kess is a Ken Loach movie from the seventies that you should see. I would, I yeah. would put it in a triple feature, but uh, 
it's got animals and so <laughs> that's kit i have seen a, it but i won't yeah. watch it again <laughs> oh you've seen it yeah i've seen kez oh i didn't know you had seen it so yeah we yeah. can watch it for a triple anyways it's a great <laughs> film um it is really good yeah it's just it's uh and we were talking about the details of childhood and as they're yeah. captured on film and as they're performed and like kes is almost alone in how like much it feels like childhood my and there's no was, way they weren't thinking of that movie when yeah, they were making no, and this it, movie. And I didn't feel like, oh, this is a cheap ripoff or anything like that. But it's like I could not help but kind of like shake that. So it was kind of like it felt like Kess. Uh, and then it also felt like sort of that this was before Little Miss Sunshine. This was before Napoleon Dynamite. But it felt like kind of where the 90s indie wave uh kind of started to recede and then the 2000s indie style came forward and where it was like those movies were good but they were also like clearly marketable toward the people who would go see indie movies and they get quirkier and quirkier and yeah yeah. like the poster for this is like a little boy in boxing gear around a bunch of ballerinas and yeah i think that sold it really well and obviously there was like like billy elliott just became like a cultural touchstone but personally i think i think andrew and i are both really sensitive to and mike honestly too probably to like manipulative movies like emotional manipulation and Mm -hmm. i find this movie to be so not too cute like it just earns everything it makes me feel and it yeah and I find it not to be cliche and to be finely observed enough that even the moments where it does follow a more like traditional uplifting like sports narrative. Um, I still like, you know, not every movie that makes me like that makes me cry. May, I'm I like, you know, mm-hmm. like. If you, if I feel just like, well, yeah, good job. You made me cry. But like this movie is like reaching down (laughs) inside and like it's so I don't know it just doesn't it doesn't approach too cute to me but I can see what you mean about how there's a thread between this and Little Miss Sunshine but just for listeners like functionally speaking very very different movies I think I mean no yeah and I don't I that comparison hurts me I like honest. Little Miss Sunshine. So I don't even mean that in a totally bad way. The problem no. with the problem with that was I was so into movies at the time that those indies were coming out. And like it's just you know that like the reason that that got like the yeah. Little Miss Sunshine and Juno got the attention and the releases they got was because they were the people who test market movies like were like this hits all our boxes. So even if it's an authentic product and it's it's good you, there was sort of this feeling I had for those movies. And like, I worked in a, a fine arts theater at that time, like as those movies were coming out. And so it's like, I saw so many of those movies. Um, and, and I also want to say too, I liked the movie. Like I liked Billy Elliot. So I'm not, I'm not comparing it to those things in a negative way, but like, I, I guess I felt like I, I never quite shook watching this as uh, part of its time. And I never quite, fully sunk into it and i think it's partially just i'm not a like dance isn't so much my thing uh 
but then it also just I kind of had that I had Kess hanging over me and then I had the sort of just the the memories of that sort of indie wave hanging over me. But at the same time, it's like Sarah asked, you know, because she came in, she she had seen it before and she would pop in as I was watching it and cry every time, uh, <laughs> even when it was just like something happening, like, you know, um, but uh, she afterwards, she's like, so did you like it? Because she always asks when I watch something for the podcast, if it, I liked it or not, if we don't just watch it together. Uh, and I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really glad I finally saw this movie. This was never a movie that was like on my list to see. Um, but I'm glad I finally saw it. And it was definitely it was different than I thought it would be. I thought it was going to be more of like a quirk fest or whatever quirk exploitation uh, mm-hmm. type of thing. It wasn't at all. It's a good That's movie. A it's really well made. Uh, Jamie Bell, to me, was the big thing where I'm going to like look into more from him after this, which yeah. it sounds like you said he didn't go on necessarily a ton of things. Um but yeah, and I looked through Stephen Daldry's uh, filmography and it looks like he did some kind of like kind of serious uh, adult films like after like The Reader, I think was one. And uh, I the love hours. The Reader. I The Hours, which I hated The Hours. I hated The Hours. The Reader. But, I watched that and I my whole thing watched. I didn't know that this was that was the same director. Yeah, that's funny because I watched The Reader and I was like, something tells me. That, like, I'm supposed to hate this movie, and it's the best shit ever. Like, yeah. it's... Interesting. This is so I know good. what and tells it had you... That... I know it tells you that you're <laughs> supposed to hate it. The f- it had... It was weird. It had, like, it had like weirdly, like, divisive to bad reviews, but yeah. still got, like, a bunch of Oscar recognition. It was I really thought bizarre. It, I thought... I mean, and, and again, it's really anchored by one performance, although this movie mm-hmm. has more than one great performance. But like Kate mm-hmm. Winslet is amazing. And I really liked I don't know. There there was a complexity to the outcomes, which there is in this as well. Like, I'm not happy mm-hmm. that his, you know, oh. it's it's not a purely happy ending in this movie. <laughs> that was something I wanted to get to, though. So I think another thing. Again, I liked the movie, but just for sake Mm -hmm. of conversation here, we're talking about it. The union stuff, the stuff with the dad and the brother, never, I guess it did eventually gel into a one single movie for me. But for the longest time, for like two thirds of the movie, that didn't feel naturally, uh, it didn't feel naturally integrated into this movie. And I felt like a little bit like kind of held back by some of that. And then I finally, guess... you understand. Sorry, just one no, more. No, one no, more no, no, no. Sorry. Um, finally, there's the big dance showdown, mm-hmm. and you see his dad, who has taken the the strike extremely seriously. That's like, like they're making these huge sa- sacrifices. His dad goes and breaks the strike line because he's like, "We got to get Billy. We have to yeah. work to help Billy." Like, and so that makes it extremely touching, and. Uh, it yeah it it works out it works into the film very well but for the longest time the everything felt kind of disjointed to me and i just kind of just wasn't uh vibing with it as the kids might say but anyways you were you were gonna say andrew well i guess i feel i feel a little bit differently i think there's and and i think about you know a a sort of a, a a child's perspective and i feel like the distance between these two elements of the movie between what's going on with Billy and this strike is kind of important to the movie and to kind of maintaining like the child's perspective. Cause like, I think about when I was 
probably like from like ages one to I don't know eight or nine or something. We were very very poor. We had like lived in shitty apartments and had like I remember one year we didn't have uh, a Christmas tree stand, so we just used a fucking box um, and just leaned the tree up against the wall. So I mean, but my perspective of that like now is very different to what it was as a child and i think about like that christmas scene where it's just that wide shot which is great and uh billy's dad yeah. just starts crying and while he's burning his piano mm-hmm. and it's yeah. horrifying um but then it cuts to billy building a snowman and he's just like yeah christmas sucks he's not really thinking yeah. about the actual implications and i feel like the movie is also not really doesn't really uh you know worry itself so much with the strike until it needs to um but i think it's very important that that stuff is present in the movie um because we need to see that sacrifice and i will say um one of my only critiques of this movie um is is that i had i did have trouble buying that his dad would cross the picket line um, so I think it's extremely important that he ultimately doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I wouldn't change it because the scene's so goddamn good. Um, Wait, he he doesn't end up. I thought he did. He no, he, he cro- does, but they, they drag go him and out get of him. There. They go and get him, but he doesn't. He doesn't resist. But okay. that's when the. But also, that's when the community is like, "We'll help you. We'll figure out a way." And so I think. That's, okay, right, right. Which is a beautiful thing. Like we love it. This is yeah. this is like the first time watching in my this is my first watch of this movie where i've actually understood all the mechanics of the strike stuff like i think it just like went over my head i was just like okay yeah his dad's sad and i understood that like this is where he'll end up if he doesn't get the fuck out of here you know yeah um you know i think there are things like you know there's a scene where he's talking to the little girl and she's like dragging a stick along the wall and then it just goes up across the shields of like the riot cops Mm -hmm. um and like i think that's something you could like maybe take or leave, but I do think it speaks to what the strike is to the movie where it's just like, and I agree with Andrew. I think what I, what I like about it as a backdrop in sort of the first half is what you're saying where it's like, he doesn't know anything else. Like this is just, it doesn't ruin his childhood, Mm -hmm. you know, because he doesn't have anything to compare it to. He's still, doing all the same shit that I did as a kid just with like, you know, less, uh, fewer options, you know, or less, less opportunity. But I, I do think it's important one to showing, I think the movie does a good job of, it'll show the dad doing something that seems kind of monstrous. Like when he's crushing the piano and I was like, dude, why just cause, and then it's like, Oh, cause they literally like, they're using it for to for fuel <laughs> like yeah. like they're you know there's a sense that like oh maybe he had to do that and that when his dad is like you can't i don't get the i don't really get the feeling that like the number one i do obviously there's the thing of like it's weird for a boy to want to dance um but more than that i think it's just like you're on a like razor's edge in this in this world anything one thing goes wrong and your and your life is fucked 
Yeah. And so I think his dad is just is extremely protective of him veering in any way off of like a path that seems relatively safe. Like even though we might look at his dad and be like, well, why should his kid want to end up in this situation that the dad is in? But the dad is like, well, I'm not in jail. I'm not in, <laughs> like I'm making right. a living or I have been until recently and I still have my dignity. And, you know, that's about as much as anyone can hope for. Um and I don't and so think I, he wants Billy to dance because, or to box because it's, you know, some, I don't know, toxic masculinity or whatever. Like, I don't think it's, 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 right. it's, I don't think it's about, you know, teaching Billy to, to be a real man. I think it's, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's about, uh, it's like, like, I, I don't know. I need to get these kids to survive. Like, I, yeah. and I boxed, you know, they're right. his dad's gloves. It's just like. Here's an activity that I'm familiar with that I can provide for them. Um, mm -hmm. It's not well, something yeah. like his grandpa was like a great boxer or something. Right? So maybe his dad's even yeah. thinking like this will be his ticket out of here. Yeah, um, sure. So everything that the dad is doing, even when he's obviously not very nice sometimes, it does. It's not a cliche of like an abusive no. poor family. It's no. like his dad is trying and obviously dealing with a lot and even the brother who's an asshole like when it comes down to it though he's he has much less reason than the dad to like to kind of sacrifice his life for his brother and he's willing to do it i think it's all i remember when i was a kid i saw this movie for the first time and that's the they juxtapose I think Billy leaving with the miners going, they returning do. to work. Uh, yeah, I'm like starting to. <laughs> and I remember, uh, I remember yeah. being so, um, <laughs> that that was so scary <laughs> to me. That's just them, the idea realizing like, oh, they have to like go underground into darkness. Like, and, and I also think, I don't know what, like, I wonder what Brandon would think of this movie, for instance, but like, the I think it's good that the movie doesn't let you forget that for this one kid yes to get out of here and do just pursue something that makes him happy all of these dudes yeah. had to go underground yes um, I mean and and the sacrifice you know the father and the 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 father and brother obviously make a sacrifice Billy kind of also makes a sacrifice and he mm -hmm. doesn't really even realize it. Like there's that scene where, you know, he says, you know, they're like, you won't have a childhood. And he's like, I don't want a childhood. I don't want one. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. we know as adults that childhood is extremely important. So, I yeah. mean, he is he is giving something up. Uh, yeah, I and think they, sh they I show think how much he doesn't want to leave his town, like how much yeah. he loves his town and his of family. Yes. Yeah. And like, I really loved the. Oh, good. Well, I was going to say, just as kids, like, you know, we, I think pe the, the world is so small and I don't, I, it's really hard to kind of see the, like, you know, the, the greater ramifications of your decisions. So, um, yeah, I think it's, 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 it's extremely sacrificial and very, and, and scary. And, um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's very important that this movie is not just about, you know, raw talent. You know, Billy isn't Mozart. Um, mm -hmm. 
and I think that that's yeah, I think that's very important. It's all I think it's also sad because and I think another way the movie another thing the movie captures or at least that I see is like there's a difference between like he by doing this is also possibly never going to be close to his family again because the worlds that they will now live in will be so different like because you know in every like child parent relationship like i think experiences this to some degree but when you are going from um a world that like your parents couldn't have even imagined to something so different whether that's like you know labor versus like being an artist or like no education to like over educate you know like whatever it may be Mm -hmm. like like he's he's they're not they're probably just going to kind of exist in different worlds from this point and that's another piece of the sacrifice i think that it would be different if they were like Oh yeah, we also live in London, and we like we you know they're they're just they're gonna have such different existences, um, yeah. which is not fair. And I think that that is another to me point in the movie's favor that like I don't think you it doesn't just like okay yay Billy made it and like fuck all these other people like I think the movie persistently reminds you, and part of it is in like we said at the beginning the dad's ability to recognize something something of a great artist or great artistic potential in his son in spite of like how many how many experiences must could this dad have had of like you know ballet or dance or whatever mm-hmm. and still when he when he sees his son dance for the first time and then when he goes to this ballet he's totally able to be moved by it and it's sad that that has been robbed of him of him by this extremely difficult um you know existence he's that has kind of been foisted upon him you know that's not to like say like oh it's you know how shitty it is to be a minor but there's people shouldn't have to make the choice between being a minor or like having an artistic life (laughs) like you know you should hopefully be able to nurture multiple sides of yourself but like the way that they have to live doesn't really give him much opportunity for that and that's sad as well yeah Yeah. it's really it's really sad and this movie's a happy movie i think i don't think it is it's not a sad movie but yeah it is extremely emotional it's touching it's yeah. it's not that it's a depressing film. It's just that it's there's a lot of like kind of high emotion kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, I was gonna say we were talking a little bit about how once he leaves, he kind of has severed his ties with this class uh, that mm-hmm. his family is in, that his friends are in, and everything. And um, I was gonna say I really loved that he said goodbye to. I think his friend's name was Michael. Yeah. Um. I and like. I like that character a lot. I liked, I really liked the, that's actually something we haven't talked about is I really liked the way they handled. I mean, my, I guess the pretty clear implication is that he's gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael is, and that Billy's not. And I liked the way that all of that played out. It felt, I actually think almost all the stuff we're talking about, whether it's 
class or just the subtle nuances of all the other things. Maybe like mm-hmm. that's the difference between an English film and an American film <laughs> uh, yeah. to some extent. But but with regard to like the the sexuality or even like when they would talk about or when they would brush against the gender stereotypes, like I liked that. Uh, you know, in a lot of movies, it would have been like, you're gay. Well, I hate you now and I'll never speak to you again. And then maybe mm-hmm. they would like learn a lesson five minutes later and they'd come back and be like, I accept you now. And I think it's great mm-hmm. that you're gay. I was and waiting like, for it. I was like in, in that moment when he kisses him, like I, yeah. I thought he was going to call him a poof and hit him. Like, and, and I've seen this right. movie before. I just, I couldn't remember this scene. And it was just like, yeah. my brain is so primed for, <laughs> for that type of story beat. Right. Well, kids, yeah, kids so can't like, really have that unless they get it from someone. And that's right. so much. That's another thing that this movie's about is is the things we get from our parents. Yeah. 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 And it was to me, it was really nice that the movie just handled that. And not necessarily realistically, because everybody's life is going to be different. And the mm-hmm. people you encounter are all going to have different views. And some might be huge assholes and some might really not give a shit. Like they might just be pretty cool about stuff. So, But mm-hmm. I like seeing in a movie, I like them just kind of being like Billy was just like, He's like, oh, he's like, I- I'm not, but that's cool. Like, and whatever. And then yeah. they kind of just go back to playing like they had. It didn't really seem to change much about the relationship. Obviously, it was hard for that boy to really have a crush on Billy and feel close mm-hmm. to them. But like, you know, and that wasn't like the focus of the movie, but uh, just you could see all that in there. And I liked that character a lot. And I was really glad. I was glad he said goodbye to him. And I was really glad that he that boy, you know, as he grows up to a man yeah. or he showed up at the end. And he's sitting yeah. there next to, I guess, it maybe his boyfriend or whoever. And then they sit next to the dad. And it's just like, okay. Because, like, that was another thing, too, is, you know, from this this mining community that they're in, there is sort of this, like, tragedy, potential for tragedy or alcoholism or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever Absolutely. hanging over all of them. And so you're just like, boy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot harder for Michael. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And so but to see that, it. like, what's that? He made it. Exactly. And so that that was like part of why the ending was happy. And it's like, you know, and, like, yeah. you know, maybe it's kind of the the Wayne's world, like super happy ending. But at the same time, it was all played so well that it, it felt real. It felt like something completely mm-hmm. possible, uh, but still extremely like happy and touching, you know. Uh, I, but yeah, I, I like I, ag- I like that. I agree with everything you're saying. Um, he's very, very important to the movie. Everything seems to hinge in that community on, you know, there's so much that hinges on, on, you know, the perception of masculinity and like, what is, you know, feminine and, and it's like, it's like kind of, it's like both important that, uh, that Billy isn't gay in a way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And also important and important that he has a gay friend because it's the things that the way that people are referring to him, it it gives him a way to like, he's sort of looking at everything in his, you know, outwardly through, you know, dance and through the way people are treating him. And yeah, it gives him this. And also, you know, I think the things with his, uh, you know, with his mother and you, you know, we frequently see Billy, you know, having to be an adult uh, in certain ways. And I feel like, and even though it doesn't ever feel like he's, that he thinks he's an adult, or you don't, you don't get like a hit on the head with the idea that he's wise beyond his years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he's absolutely struggling emotionally. Um, but in a way, there is this sort of like underlying world understanding that yeah. is advanced beyond what, you know, anybody in this town could possibly. 
um, have. But also, there's another thing that I think, another layer to this that I think is very interesting, is that once the father sees Billy dance, anything that has to, any of the characters, you know, anything, any of the language around, you know, uh, Billy being gay because he likes to dance, and it kind of evaporates. And mm-hmm. you sort of, you sort of, I think, get a... I think this is actually realistic um, in that you see that, you know, the world is a little more nuanced and that people actually kind of can accept things in certain frameworks. Like maybe maybe it's difficult for um, somebody, you know, an everyday kind of working class person to accept, you know, a boy not doing boy stuff and a girl not doing girl stuff. But now they're possibly have a chance to be like maybe they are a genius or whatever then it kind of it kind of shifts your sort of perspective and then and it's it's anyway it's just it's it's both a a nice thing to see to see the community kind of rally around billy and everybody kind of support him in a way that feels kind of realistic to me mm-hmm. but also what am i trying to say um i just think that the movie understands you know the 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 com- the complexity but also the complexity within the kind of mm-hmm. backwards thinking that we associate now more so with kind of like you know small town mentalities towards these sorts of things does that make sense yeah. at all yeah. Okay. yeah i get what you're saying right. and i think that's part of why i like it is that i really being from Kansas, I'm not from a small town. I'm I'm from a rich suburb of Kansas City. But you are a bigot. I am in many ways, <laughs> yes. Um, but but no, it's like I really, I guess I just too often take it personally. And this, I'm not from a mining town in England. But but that thing you're talking about, they don't where, have mines in Kansas. Uh, we probably so. do. I don't, know. don't you have corn mines or something? Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. the corn mines? Wait, I do. I spend a lot of time with the corn mines. The old boy. corn is the best corn. What's that? The old corn is the best corn. Yeah, and you got to go deep for that. I love a good aged corn. What happens to it? What happens when the when the uh, when the canary dies in a corn mine? You just get a new one. It doesn't really mean it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Okay. Yeah, a lot of times tradition. they just get old. Yeah, you think they'd be fat <laughs> off corn, eating corn all day? Oftentimes, that'd be a yes. great, that'd be a, a great lot of life. heart disease in those canaries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, I really don't like in new movies, or I don't know. I feel like this has probably been a thing. Hillbilly for... Elegy. What's that? Hillbilly Elegy. See, and I didn't movie. see that, but but like there's there's this thing, and I feel like it goes back at least in American culture to the civil rights movement, where like. You're never going. You're you're almost never going to see a small town southern sheriff who's just a nice guy. <laughs> like, uh, and but they exist. Yet they are there, and it's like there are absolutely you know the worst type of you know you know stereotype you could imagine that exists as well. There's there's going to be a community or a high school where somebody who a boy who does ballet is going to get the shit kicked out of him every day or whatever. But like my experience coming from you know the midwest whatever you know uh has been that like people are actually pretty cool about that i think historically people have been whether it's i i think obviously like there have been the issues with race or gender or sexuality and all this type of stuff just the idea that that's not the case in new york los angeles chicago like portland it's just that's the bullshit 
Right. It's kind of like now when every major city is full of people saying how it's the small minded red state bigots who are causing all of this terrible police brutality <laughs> in their cities that they've run for decades. Uh, yeah, anyhow, we won't get into all that, but it's it's just and, and it's not even that there's a hypocrisy to it. It's just that it's like it's become a stereotype that I don't think people are aware of and people love to indulge in. And it's like I like mm-hmm. to see that not in a movie. I like to see it in a movie where uh, the opposite happens because it feels more real. It's just not realistic that every high school has this like, you know, strictly regimented masculinity rule or that every or that the jocks know, are the most popular kids. That right. wasn't the case in my school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I think we came from very similar, you know, suburban mm-hmm. areas, you know, granted, halfway across the country and all that. Anyways, I guess the point I'm trying to make, I'm not trying to ramble or make this like, I don't know, uh, some sort of venting type of thing. But it's just like, it's cool to see people in a movie act like I saw people act in my regular life where it's like, we knew that there were some kids that were gay or we knew that, I don't know, there was things that were different. But it's like, I, in my experience of the world, those people were not beaten merciless, mercilessly. But like you said, uh, Michael's going to have a like at the same time, it's like, well, Michael's going to have a really hard time. Yeah. But it's it's almost like you don't have to. It's just it's just annoying as I think film fans that it's like what this movie I think what's likable about this movie is that it strikes such a good good balance of showing you the difficulties without indulging in like ooh but the tragedy of it would make the movie so much more movie like you know right. like mm-hmm. like we get like we we recognize like like you know you can intuit enough about Michael's experience to be so happy to see him sitting there seemingly happy by the end of the film like it made you care about him without having a scene of you know people calling him a fag and you know beating him up and stuff not that not that that would automatically make the movie unrealistic but i do think there's something admirable in being able to deliver those same feelings without showing me the most blatant without getting me there in the most blatant obvious way yes. they think made about me yes. understand that character and worry about him and be happy for him in the end without meaning to see his dad beat the shit out of him or something same yeah, with billy exactly. i'm so glad that billy doesn't get the shit beat out of him by his dad in this movie yeah i think about this all the time about movies you know getting me to feel something by showing me like the exact thing um yeah I think about like I think about war movies a lot. How when Saving Private Ryan came out, which good movie, but from then on, from that point and forever, horror, war movies became like horror movies where it was just like we have to show the most intense graphic violence to put you in the war. Yeah. And and then and then a funny thing happened. Dunkirk comes out, and it's like. The things in that movie are there's virtually no like ob, like there's no gore, there's none of that violence. But all of that same like heart stopping yeah. like that in t- even more so potentially. The fear and the your sort of understanding of what it feels like to be in war is it's the I I mean, you know, as much as a movie <laughs> can do it, it's there. Um, you know, there's a scene where like there's just four boys in a in a in a 
a, a under in a boat that is beached and is mm-hmm. filling up with water as the as the tide's coming in, and they can't leave the boat because there's somebody there's a sniper somewhere who's just randomly shooting holes in the boat, and I don't know. I just I think about like if that's you know uh, any number of war movies, uh, wind talkers or even the the thin red line to some degree. Mm-hmm. It's you know I'm seeing some fucking brain getting shot right. off into the camera. So yeah, I I think I think that it's it's one of the most important things that cinema can do is put you somewhere without you know uh assaulting you you know i don't yeah. the, the amount of restraint exactly yes. the amount yeah. of restraint required though i think it's another reason to appreciate it is that it's both impressive to be able to do it and for and somehow feels more true to life if that's what you're going for in a movie experience which is not always the case but that we know i mean what's the first the first movie that anybody makes in film school is like it's going to have blood it's going to like you know serial killers or like crazy stuff happening um we know that what actors want you know what what actors look forward to doing is screaming at each other or you know punching people and freaking out and losing their shit it's what Mm -hmm. the director wants to shoot and the fact that they didn't do it it's like bravo yeah (laughs) you didn't do the most fun thing for you to do and it was for my benefit like (laughs) thank you I just I think about I think about this movie contrasted with something like uh, Precious, which is yeah. just oh, God. <laughs> that's like your er example. It is. I mean, this is like this is like the yeah, it's the it's the other side of the coin to Billy Elliot to me. Yeah. Um, and it's just like everything that doesn't happen in Billy Elliot, but you still feel you still feel the, uh, you know, the implications of are in Precious and in the form of some sort of rape, you know. Um. Yeah, this I don't is know. like then, the moon. This is like the moonlight approach of like, what's yeah. the most creative? Like, how little can I show you <laughs> to also, get you to understand all these things? And mm. I also think that just like showing all of this stuff, and I know it's like show don't or uh, what is it? Anyway, show don't tell. Yeah, but what I was gonna say is, you know, all of all of these things, like while they might, you know, these visuals that we're talking about, spe- these specific examples. You know, when you when you put all of that stuff onto the audience, a, a sort of numbness comes out of it after a mm-hmm. while, yeah. and it loses its meaning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think at any point while watching Billy Elliot, I don't think there's any point where you for, where you think, you know, I bet Michael's gonna, <laughs> I bet Michael's okay up until the point that you see that he's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, in every scene that he's in, there's something about it where it's like. Oh God, this poor kid. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope nobody sees this or like I'm worried. I mean, I feel the same way about Billy. Like I said, I've seen this movie several times before, but I still feel that anxiety of like, I really don't want his dad to hit him. Like, don't please, like, don't let let this boy dance. <laughs> <laughs> let this let this boy dance. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And it's great. It is. Great, it's a good movie. Great movie. And actually, yeah, chatting about it more because yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It's just it's it's, uh, it's also just like you know we we've said a lot about how good this movie is and and but there's it's also just like it's two hours long but it's remarkably pl- paced I think like yeah. it moves it moves so briskly it does not feel like a two hour movie to me um 
I don't know. There's there's not a lot of. I, I didn't feel really any fat like watching the movie. There wasn't really mm-hmm. anything in it that I would that I would cut. Um, so yeah, I and I applaud that in a world that you know the world we live in now. Twenty years later is you know full of movies in which there's an entire movie you could cut out. Um, yes. So yeah, even in you know even in smaller movies uh, you know totally. indie movies there's there's just like they meander in ways that don't feel mm-hmm. natural and or or really serve the the plot that much um or the characters and nothing happened i mean very little happens in this movie very little yeah you're just definitely. hanging out with the kid for the most part mm-hmm. and his dad that's what i love i love a good hanging out movie yeah and it's <laughs> great i have two more notes that i actually haven't gotten to <laughs> okay yeah go for it one is what is that? There's one shot in this movie that baffles me, and it's when he's it's early on. He's talking to the little girl by the wall, and he crosses the street, and a van drives by, and she's gone after the van leaves frame. She's standing there, and I think it might be a police van because it's like a black van. It drives by. She's not there anymore as soon as the van's gone. Is it the girl who just kind of, she's always on the sidewalk, kind of like playing with the bricks and stuff? Like... I think it's the teacher's daughter. Oh, oh, okay. But it might be that little girl, but they're talking and he doesn't That really girl talk to did that seem girl. to just always appear on the sidewalk, yeah. like almost as a kind of a, maybe, maybe a running joke or maybe I just. Yeah, I was just wondering if sure. anyone noticed that and could explain it to me. Like, is that girl a ghost? I, I did not notice that. <laughs> or she um, got kidnapped or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Hopefully and not then kidnapped. My, <laughs> <laughs> my only other note is, has there ever been a better shot of a kid hugging his dad in all of cinema when the brother is loading the luggage into the oh bus? Oh, my God. And he's just sobbing? And, and he, the way that he's holding him, but even the way that they reveal it, that first the brother is blocking them and just... The brother, you're watching the brother's actions, of course, because it's like front of the, you know, frame. And then he moves like another piece of luggage and he closes the thing and like the thing closes over. And it's just like. <laughs> fuck. That's, I mean, <laughs> that, you know, that's that's the difficulty of this character to me that the, the dad's performance is is that you. And I think you've already kind of said this, but, you know, you, he he has to like reach a 10 in most of his scenes. Yeah. But, but we always have to know that he loves his children. Um, and that, and, and with how angry he gets and violent too, at times, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he throw, he throws Billy up against that wall at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he straight up, uh, you know, cold cocks his older son. And there's just, at any point you like, it's really, really important. I think, to the character, but also to Billy's character, because Billy thinks his dad, like he's he, Billy's afraid of his dad. He doesn't want his yes. dad to know that he's that he's dancing, right. and for good reason. But um, you know, there's no coming, there's no, there's no way the movie's coming back for me if if I like that ending, it that that last shot, it 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 hinges on 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 that uh, that little bit of nuance in the character that he's. I want- Go ahead. It's one of the it's one of the be- I mean, that guy's incredible. He was an outlander. Yeah. That's like one of the only things I've uh other things I've seen him in. But it makes me want to go like who won best actor or best supporting actor in two thousand one? Um know. Oh well, it was Benicio del Toro for traffic. Hmm. 
I mean, fine, but I think this is probably a better. Perf- I mean, Benicio del Toro is a great actor, but this is like. It's so. I mean, this man, all he had to do was look at the camera or look, you know, in my direction, and I'm like, you know, a baby. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's incredible. Yeah. It, 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 he. He's. He's amazing and he's so important. And again, like it's that half second of him seeing Billy dance. And then also just the shots leading up to it where like the fact that he's already losing it before his kids even on stage, just like being there. It's it's he is amazing. And we haven't even said his damn name. Gary Lewis. What an unassuming name for one of the greatest (laughs) actors of all time. (laughs) He's incredible. Uh, did you have any other notes, Andrew? Uh, sorry, I'm I'm looking at those right now. It's all good. Uh, no, but I did I did say that the uh <laughs> I must have been tired. Uh I said that I said his his dad reminds me of my dad and Billy reminds me of me. Um, mm-hmm. and then I said the scene where he dances for his dad is maybe the most important scene in all of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I also would say that, that Gary Lewis is beautiful. Like his face on he's camera a, yeah. and his eyes and dude. everything. He, like he, he's truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wonderful. Yeah. That's really it for me. I mean, yeah, I, I, We've just been gushing over this movie, but it really is like, for me, like one of the greats. Um, I, I and as I, I every time I watch it, I like it more, and I think it's just a, it just being more of an adult and mm-hmm. and um, and just gaining more understanding of of the world and and also just it's an emotional experience to be to be put back into your childhood in yeah. in that way. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's killing me. It was really yeah. it, truly. But um, You guys, I'm I'm the only one being a professional podcaster right I now. Know. You guys have been wrecked this whole time. There's uh, here's the thing. I'm not I'm not a crier. Uh mm-hmm. I, I can get emotion I do get emotional. Movies do make me tear up, but like there's very few that like are like reliable waterworks. It's like this movie, Rocky. Elephant Man. Probably Elephant Man. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had the bravery to rewatch uh, Elephant Man in a while. That um, one gets me. But yeah, yeah, this is, it's just, it's just so rare um, yeah. for, for, for a movie to, to be this simple and complex and, um, and emotional in a way that uh, is so deserving. So yeah, I applaud it. I think it's a, a real achievement. Yeah. <laughs> and this is my, I think this is my favorite ending of a movie too like it has an unclockable ending i mean can you to to be behind the monitor during that and and to catch that moment i mean i feel like that's one where it's just like i don't know if they did one take or a hundred takes or whatever it feels like it's either one or the other though you know it's Mm -hmm. like either we had to we either either this man just instantly had it in him or we had to like exhaust him to the point where we were able to draw it out of him that's what it feels like to me but um I just imagine that when they got this shot, there was like, there was no, there was no question that it's like, okay, that's the one, let's move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and I love, I love the way that it, how subtly the movie melds all these ideas of flying too, that like, 
he's jumping on the bed at the beginning when he finally describes you know what he what he feels like when he's dancing he says like he's flying and then in the end he's a fucking swan and also just the fact that this all coincided with matthew Bourne's uh swan lake where they could have a man in that role Mm -hmm. doing that music which Mm -hmm. is to my mind extremely important and kind of difficult to i mean there's nothing like that score in my opinion um and to to have him be dressed as a fucking bird and doing this like famous choreography from a very very well known ballet that would ordinarily be a woman, right. um, and which and then, you know that show was really happening when in the time period that that's the guy who was dancing in it you know <laughs> who's playing older Billy also just must be said for this to be my favorite movie ending and it ends with the extremely dicey proposition of a bunch of time passing and there's a new actor playing our lead. Like, yeah. And true. it works great. Mm-hmm. Gosh. And all that, I love the lead up to it too, because just, just the, the, the you know, I think, uh, you know, the brother trying to get the dad to hurry up, but there's yes. also just like a, <laughs> a sense that like, Oh, they probably haven't. It's likely they haven't seen each other. And he said he's, and his dad told him he'd never been to London. So like, and that's he, his dad's first time in London. Presumably. Yeah. yeah. He's like, like that shot of him, one of my favorite shots in the movie, but that shot of him on the escalator, yes. just like amazed yes. by technology yes. is great. I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. I also love, go ahead. I was gonna say, it didn't even occur to me until pretty far into that, how much older the dad would have been. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's probably it's been, been what, like 14 years? years, 14 years. Oh, 14 years. Okay. Oh, wow. I thought it was 10. Yeah. Damn. So yeah. So yeah, it's like he would have been an old man by then. Like, you know. Yeah. And. So. And I love I love the shot of uh, Billy bending and doing his stretch. Just that little to just as kind of other than his leap, like our one indication of like how what he's become. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what he's able to do now and just the the prep the preparation, like knowing oh, his yeah. family is there. It's beautiful. So and beautiful. I, I, I love the um I love the camera placement. That shot of of from of him, but from behind when the robe comes off. I love. Yes. I love the camera looking up at him, just like just showing the 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 contrast right. between you know wiry uh, Billy Elliot and yeah. you know ripped fucking athlete who could yeah. kick the shit out of anybody there, uh, yeah. Billy Elliot. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, speaking of an athlete who could kick the shit out of anybody, it's time for the cruise minute. Oh. Uh, I mean, if there's a, if there's any other things to talk about, no. I didn't mean to cut us off. I just seemed like a good segue. No, I'm ready. Let's do okay. this. We got a lot to cover this week. We do. A lot of stuff going on with the cruise man. Mm-hmm. He's out there saving lives. What have you done this week? Not a lot. <laughs> no. He saved. He saved a cameraman this week on top of a speeding train, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And through that, another story about how he saved Elizabeth Shue's life. Which, where would we be without Elizabeth Shue? I know, I know Mike. Come on. I, yeah, exactly. It's one of the top cuties of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, also, there's a really, uh, a really funny story about... Um, oh, where is it? I've got it here. Where is it? Uh, oh, that he, he had another, like... He, got, he had, like, a, another rant, I guess. I don't think there's any audio of it. Or maybe there is. I don't know. But basically, like, he, like, lost his mind uh, because there was, like, 
noisy trees outside of his trailer <laughs> while he was trying to like relax between takes and like the the source is, says something like you know there isn't much tom can't put up with so imagine how baffled everyone was when there was such a fuss made over you a know, tree they've been shooting this movie for a long time i think he needs a fucking break <laughs> yeah oh my god so. well yeah saving cinema is a really difficult job <laughs> there's a lot on his shoulders yeah. yes there are three men out there who are saving cinema we got tom cruise james cameron and now vin diesel <laughs> what did vin diesel do Vin Diesel put out a video that's that's his it's his back to the movies video. Hmm. <laughs> Let me see. okay. I'll now look, that. we can e- we can easily we 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 all know what the ranking of of these three men is, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'm just saying, without these guys, who knows what next year looks like? When does yeah. the Fast movie come out? June. Okay. Possibly so that- July. I don't. Uh, Coming out I just soon. have to check my calendar to see when I'll be in the movie. That's when I'm going to be at the movies, though. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I went to the movies this week. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> Lee did a little back to the movies thing. I uh, saw. It was adorable. <laughs> also, I'm looking at this picture of Tom on top of the train, and it's the oldest he's ever looked to me. Don't oh, yeah. say that. Hey, no that's fine. Co- Tom Cruise old is not going to be a bad thing. It's just going to be, no. it's even going to be even more impressive when he does stuff that I can't do. So, <laughs> you know what, you know what I've been thinking about? We need, you know, cause obviously very attractive man, but now that he's, you know, kind of starting to look, uh, instead of looking 20 years younger than he actually is, he's looking like maybe like 10 to like seven or something like that years younger than he is. Let's grow a beard. Let's get a beard on that guy. Let's see what that looks like. Oh, I love Tom Cruise with a beard. Like last Samurai Tom Cruise. Oh, great. Like a really nice, really nice beard. Yeah. I mean, I presume that was a real beard. Oh, absolutely. I think he's a. I I mean, I think. He does his own stunts and he grows his own hair. (laughs) (laughs) Not every actor does, Mike. True. I've stopped growing my own hair up top here. (laughs) (laughs) But it's moved to your beard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, grow one hair of beard. <sighs> yeah, it comes in. It's not quite as bushy as it used to be, though. But uh, are we? Is that all we uh, we got for Cruz? That's yeah. all I have. I have. I gave you guys three pieces of news, yeah. and you yeah. guys gave nothing. Well, I mean, you took mine. I, I was going to say you saved the guy on top it. of the train. Mm, okay. Well, you're welcome. That's, thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week. But my. (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) The listeners want to know what we're going to talk about next week. I can't remember. Kit, would you mind telling us what we're watching next week? Oh, boy. It's a doozy, and I'm scared. It's a ballet. It's, uh, yes, Matthew Bourne Swan Lake, which uh, is a movie. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I have a few. I'm, you know, I'm scared, too, for you, not for me. But It um, was in theaters. (laughs) That's great. A lot of Fathom events have been played in theaters. <laughs> uh, so my triple feature is going to be a Paul McCartney concert. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you could do, you could do, um, what's the Scorsese band documentary something. Oh, whatever. the last waltz. Yeah. Yeah. You could I do that. I just watched that like a couple months ago. I'm going to compile every video that is on my iPhone into one long sequence and I mean, make you guys watch it. 
at least and this is narrative. It's not even. A, it's not like it's a documentary. It's it's just a like film of a ballet. For the record, I think it totally counts because like okay. one of the, one of Ingmar Bergman's films is The Magic Flute, and it's just a filmed. You know, I guess it's an opera. Yeah, there's the Macaulay um, Culkin Nutcracker. Yeah, That's yeah. so I, I'm all on board, but I'm still going to give you a hard time for it just because it's fun. Okay. So uh, please yeah, join us next week. We're going to have to talk about something, so please do come with your jokes ready. Okay, that's actually I was going to say <laughs> earlier. Um, I am finding the dance movies kind of hard to talk about. Like Red Shoes, it was great, but I just we, I think I didn't have a lot to say about it. But yeah, so I'm hoping uh, we'll figure we'll, we'll find some stuff to talk about next week. I think it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see it. I definitely like uh, the music, so that'll be good. I feel like um, I've had a I feel like I've had a ton to say about the last two movies. That's true. You, you wouldn't shut up. I love. I think I love dance. <laughs> nice. I think that's then what's. I think that's for what's our podcast. Here. You will be the lord of the dance. <laughs> I would. I mean, the greatest thing that could ever happen to me is that you love this. This I'm ballet. Not, yeah. I like ballet. I mean, I I'm don't just, necessarily yeah. want to go to the ballet very often, but uh, you know, I've seen the Nutcracker a bunch of times. Seen some other ballets. I like. I like ballet. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, then we're excited. So join us next week for Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake. Uh, slow motion triple feature was recorded in an otherwise empty gym on Christmas night. Special thanks to our producer Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com.